from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans, and yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hi, this is Newt. Due to the virus, I'm recording from home. So you may notice a difference in audio quality. On this episode of Newt's World, I want to talk about the triumph of the human spirit. I just thought that coming to the end of 2020, many of us feel so battered by all the different things, whether it's politics or it is COVID or it's the economy or it's the lockdown. There's lots of good reasons to, if not to be depressed, at least be confused. And yet my whole life, I've really believed that going all the way back to Edgar Rice Burroughs, who of course is famous for having written Tarzan, but who also wrote a marvelous series for young people about John Carter of Mars. John Carter is a Virginian who somehow magically ends up on Mars and surrounded by the civilization of Mars. So Burroughs has Carter saying over and over again, where there's life, there's hope. where there's life, there's hope. I read that when I was probably eighth or ninth grade, and I fell in love with it. And, you know, I lost my first election, and I thought, well, where there's life, there's hope. I lost my second election, I thought, well, where there's life, there's hope. I got to Congress and said, you know, we need to learn how to be a majority. We hadn't been a majority in 24 years. And they asked me to chair the planning committee to create a majority in December of 78, right after I'd gotten elected. So we lost in 80, 82, 84, 86, 88, 90, and 92. And each time after we lost, I'd say, well, 
where there's life, there's hope. So I really do believe in the triumph of the human spirit and that you have to pick yourself back up. We coined the phrase cheerful persistence as a part of how we sought to change history and create a Republican majority, which we finally did after 40 years. And a number of times in my career, I've been at a point in time when, you know, it struck me that who knew what was going to happen next? And so far, at least, has worked out. But I'd always been struck by William Faulkner's amazing Nobel Prize winning acceptance speech, because he talked about that the human spirit will endure and prevail. He's talking from a very particular standpoint as a writer, as a man of literature. And I want to start, particularly for younger members of our audience, by talking a little bit about Faulkner. Faulkner is a very complicated guy. And I always tell people my personal preference is Hemingway's writing style, which is very choppy, short, direct. Faulkner wrote in a very complicated intellectual style and was considered an extraordinarily important writer. He was born to an old Southern family in 1897 in New Albany, Mississippi. He was the oldest of four sons and only grew up in Oxford, Mississippi. His family moved there when he was five in 1902. And that's, of course, the home of the University of Mississippi. He enrolled at Ole Miss, was a member of the Alpha Epsilon Social Fraternity. He dropped out in 1920 after three semesters, but he loved Oxford. Earlier, he'd wanted to join the U.S. Army, but he was too short. So instead, he went and joined the British Royal Flying Corps in the summer of 1918. He never actually saw combat because World War I ended just before he finished training. And so he set out and made his debut as a published writer. And in this sense, there are wonderful parallels between Faulkner and Hemingway, who are both part of a generation of the beginning of the great American literary era. In Faulkner's case, he started as a published writer with a poem, La Premidi d'Enfant, which appeared in the New Republic on August 6, 1919. He then wrote two more poems, Cathay and Sapphics, and a short story, Landing and Luck. They were all published in the Mississippian in November 1919. Then he wrote his first novel, Soldier's Pay, in 1925. It was a tremendously productive period for him, published a lot of short stories. I had to work my way through As I Lay Dying, which he wrote in 1930. He also wrote The Sound and the Fury in 1929, and Absalom, Absalom in 1936. In the meantime, he's also composing poetry. He wrote a collection of short crime fiction stories called Night's Gamut. Altogether, Faulkner wrote 19 novels, 125 short stories, one play, and six collections of poetry. Now, he's not making very much money at this. He's doing it because he has to, because he's a writer, and he can't get out of doing it. In fact, he wrote As I Lay Dying in 1930 while he was working at night at a power plant. Today, he's probably best known for The Sound and The Fury, but it was not a popular novel during his lifetime. Sanctuary, that was Faulkner's best-selling novel until he published The Wild Poems in 1939. Faulkner was the intellectual's novelist. He got the Nobel Prize in Literature in 1949, two Pulitzer Prizes for Fiction in 1963 and 1955, two National Book Awards for Fiction, 
1955 and 1951, the American Academy of Arts and Letters Gold Medal for Fiction in 1962. Died of a heart attack at the age of 64 in 1962. He's buried at the St. Peter's Cemetery in Oxford. America has lost its sense of humor and needs to get back. This week on Out Loud with Gianno Caldwell, I try to do just that with my guest, the one and only Catherine Tenth. A prominent journalist, Kat is one of Fox News' youngest stars, but she's also a comedian. We discuss the current state of our politics, how boring Joe Biden is, what libertarians believe, the role of comedy these days, and much more. Trust me, this episode will make you think and make you laugh. Listen to Out Loud with Gianno Caldwell every Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. One of the books which turned into a pretty interesting movie is called The Reavers. It's the last book he wrote. And Faulkner had an ability to say things in such a way that you had to actually think about it. Hemingway believed that he ought to paint the picture so vividly that without much thought, you would just would sort of hit you in the forehead. But in Faulkner's case, he wanted you to work at it. He wanted you to sort of dance with him. And he had a series of vivid ways of explaining things. When they awarded him the Nobel Prize, they said it was, quote, for his powerful and artistically unique contribution to the modern American novel. And I thought that it was really remarkable. And I thought also that what he said, which is a very short talk on receiving the Nobel Prize, to me, made an indelible impact. And so I want to share the actual Nobel Prize speech as delivered by William Faulkner, December 10th, 1950, in Stockholm. So just listen to Faulkner for a minute, and then I'm going to come back and chat about why I think this is so important. Ladies and gentlemen, I feel that this award was not made to me as a man, but to my work, the life's work in the agony and sweat of the human spirit, not for glory, but but to make out of the material of the human spirit something which was not there before, so that this award is only mine in trust. It will not be hard to find a dedication for the money part of it com- commensurate with the purpose and significance of its origin. But I would like to go to the same, do the same with the acclaim too, by making, using this fine moment as a pinnacle from which I might be listened to by the young men and young women already dedicated to the same anguish and travail, among whom was one who may someday stand where I stood this afternoon. Our tragedy today is a general and universal physical fear so long sustained by now that we can even bear it. There are no longer problems of the spirit. There is only one question, when will I be blown up? Because of this, the young man, young woman writing today has forgotten the problems of the human heart in conflict with itself, which alone can make good writing because only that is worth writing about, worth the agony and the sweat. He must learn them again. He must teach himself that the basis of all things is to be afraid, and teaching himself that forget forever leaving no room in his workshop for anything but the old verities and truths of the heart, the old universal truths lacking, lacking which any story is ephemeral and doomed, love and honor and pity and pride and compassion and sacrifice. Until he does so, he lives under a curse. He writes not of love but of lust. 
of defeats in which nobody loses anything of value, of victories without hope and worst of all without pity or compassion. His griefs grieve on no universal bones, leaving no scars. He writes not of the heart but of the glands. Until he releases, realizes these things, he will write as though he stood among and watched the end of man. I decline to accept the end of man. It is easy enough to say that man is immortal simply because he must still endures, that when the last bend on of doom has clanged and faded from the last worthless rock hanging tideless in the last red and dying evening, that even then there will still be one more sound, that of his puny, inexhaustible voice still talking. I really want to draw your attention to a sentence at the very end, which to me, when I first saw it, just stopped me in my tracks. I encountered this part of Faulkner, not in college, but while I was trying to think through how do we defeat the Soviet Empire, which at the time was an extraordinarily dangerous rival and an enormous problem, and not at all obvious to me that the United States, that the American people, and that our political leadership was capable of doing it. And then I ran across this. It is easy enough to say that man is immortal simply because he will still endure. Though in the last ding-dong of doom has clanged and faded from the last worthless rock, hanging tideless in the last red and dying evening, that even then there will still be one more sound, that of his puny, inexhaustible voice still talking. I believe that man will not merely endure, he will prevail. He is immortal not because he alone among creatures has an inexhaustible voice, but because he has a soul, a spirit capable of compassion and sacrifice and endurance. When I encountered Faulkner's speech, I was just stunned by it because it fit everything I was wrestling with. He says, quote, I believe that man will not merely endure. He will prevail. He is immortal not because he alone among creatures has an inexhaustible voice, but because he has a soul, a spirit capable of compassion and sacrifice and endurance. The poet's, the writer's duty is to write about these things. It is his privilege to help a man endure by lifting his heart, by reminding him of the courage and honor and hope and pride and compassion and pity and sacrifice, which have been the glory of his past. The poet's voice need not merely be the record of man. It can be one of the props, the pillars, to help him endure and prevail. Twenty twenty was an absolutely insane year that we will not soon forget. A deadly pandemic upended our lives, and a presidential election upended our politics. And that barely scratches the surface. This is Rob Smith. This week on Rob Smith is Problematic, I break down the crazy year we just experienced and give you my biggest winners and losers of 2020. From the mainstream media to Donald Trump to the far left to the MAGA movement, I am going to break all of it down and tell you who came out on top and who came out on bottom in 2020. Trust me, you don't want to miss this one. Listen to Rob Smith is Problematic every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking. When we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. I can't tell you how often over what is now, in my case, 62 years of involvement in public life. I've hit a point of being frustrated of being almost intimidated, of looking at problems that seem so bleak. You know, the disastrous defeat of Goldwater in 64, Reagan losing to Ford in 76, the whole collapse of the Republicans in 92, the rise of Obama in 2008, the gradual steady emergence of the Chinese, all these different things going on. And yet every time I start to back off, I remind myself of Faulkner that this is the human condition to follow John Carter of Mars and to recognize that where there's life, there's hope, and that we have an obligation to live a life of daring, to live a life of commitment, to live a life of courage. That we have to both have a vision worth our lives' work and then be willing to work to the vision, not because we will necessarily achieve it, but because the very act of trying, the very act of enduring, the very act of trying to reach out and achieve something greater than we were, to do something for others, to leave behind some footprints that are worthy of being followed. That's what Faulkner was talking about. And he was trying to explain that his entire lifetime of writing was a lifetime of trying to find a way to express in print, whether poetry or fiction, that 
there are values worth living for, that life isn't easy, but it's necessary, and that all too often today, we lose to drug addiction, to alcoholism, tragically to suicide, people who weren't taught that they can endure, and that in fact to prevail they must endure. And I think that Faulkner represented a better vision of being American than what most of our schools try to teach today. He didn't teach safety, he taught endurance. He didn't teach hiding from problems, he taught wrestling with problems. He knew that in the end, all of us will die. Part of what As I Lay Dying is all about. But he knew that if we lived well, then the dying would have been worth it. And frankly, if we can't live well, if we don't have the courage, if we're not willing to invest ourselves, then why should we expect to prevail? So I just wanted to share in what has been a tough time, been a tough time for all of us. When you hear that the entire process of isolation has led one out of every four young people to consider suicide, when you look at how many people are losing their small businesses, when you think about the violence we've seen in our city streets and the degree to which elements that simply don't understand human nature have been out increasing the propensity to crime, increasing the potential for people to end up doing bad things and getting away with it. It'd be easy to quit, It'd be easy to relax and give up. But I think what Faulkner tried to teach us was no, this is just part of life. Just as we made it through the Great Depression, just as we made it through the Revolutionary War, just as we won World War II, this too, we can prevail. We first endure, then we prevail. And we prevail because of the human spirit, because we as people have the capacity to pray, to reach beyond ourselves, to do things worthy of study, to do things worthy of imitation, to do things that are called leadership. And that the genius of America, and in this sense Faulkner is totally American just as Hemingway is, the genius of America is that each one of us gets to be that person. We don't have a leader principle like Adolf Hitler. We don't have a giant figure like Mao Zedong, nor do we have a requirement that only billionaires get to play. In America, each of us has the opportunity to rise to the occasion, not necessarily to rise to the top, but to rise to the challenge. The challenge may be helping your child at the soccer field. The challenge may be learning a new language. The challenge may be recognizing that whatever your profession had been after the disaster this year, you're gonna need a new profession. The American pattern has been roll up your sleeves and go do it. Because if you're prepared to endure, you will prevail. And let me close again with John Carter of Mars and contribution of Edgar Rice Burroughs in his non-Tarson days. I really do believe that where there's life, there's hope. And that every person who listens to this podcast has a chance to go out, create a slightly better life, be a slightly better role model. And in that process, America is made remarkable 
because of all the people who each individually in their own way do remarkable things. And I think that is what Faulkner was trying to share with us. Newt's World is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Debbie Myers, our producer is Garnsey Sloan, and our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Kendall. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.